Good morning, everybody. Woo. How's everybody doing? Good to be together this morning. You're probably wondering what's going on here. Well, we're uh, trying to do something here about church camp. We, um, I've not been in the pulpit for uh, oh, almost a month, I guess. I guess all of the month of June. And I want to thank uh, Gary and Alan for taking care of things. It, the reason I... The reason I um, got out of the pulpit during this month was because June is camp month. Uh, we've had all kinds of things going on this month. Uh, if you remember the first weekend in June, we had Lake Ramsey. How many of you uh, went to that? Anybody here besides Paul? Okay, there's a few survivors. There we go. Bob Bob made it. Good. <laughs> okay, so we did Lake Ramsey. And then... Um, and then the next week, uh, the next couple weeks, we had uh, Little Prairie Bible Camp, uh, which we took 30 of our kids down there and their friends. Uh, we had 70 total campers down there with the staff. And then uh, the last week was El Shaddai, our teen week. Am I right? Yeah. And they just come back from air conditioning and all the nice things that Little Prairie does not have, okay? <laughs> and you probably wonder, what are these people here? Well, they went to camp. We've got a cross-section of different kinds of folks because we're going to look at um, the idea of what is camp all about a little bit. You may say, why are we waiting till after camp is over? Because it's on everybody's mind is why, okay? And, uh, you know, I've been out of the pulpit for a month, so I'm out of practice. I don't, I, my timing is off. How's that? No, it's really, we, we want to talk a little bit about camp because next year when we, we start rolling camp up again, we hope that many of you will get involved in helping, uh, help make us, helping us send kids to camp and also maybe working at camp. All right? You know, we've been talking in this series about getting out, getting out of our comfort zone, getting out in the community. And you know, sometimes, you know, uh, in our effort to get out, we may neglect what's inside. We need to think about what's inside a little bit, too. And one of the things we do here at Greater Alton is we send our kids to church camp. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to be brief as much as I can and let these people here tell you a little bit about church camp. Now, I'm a church camp kid. I was sent to church camp. I wouldn't be a, a, a Christian. I don't believe I'd be a preacher if it weren't for church camp. Church camp jump-started my faith. And uh, I'm so glad that my grandmother and my mother forced me, because they, the first time they forced me to go to church camp, and I, now I have no problem. I, I've been going to camp uh, ever since I was uh, 9, 10 years old. And so uh, today we're going to look at, look at some three things that, that camp remind me of. To me, camp is like a hundred Sundays, folks. It's like having a hundred Sundays packed into one week. And it's amazing what can happen. One of the things I've no, I notice about church camp is this, is that at church camp, everybody that's on staff is committed to Christ, unlike when they go home to church. It's, I'm sad to say it, but, uh, but in a way, you've got to know that a lot of our campers, our teens, our, our kids, have been to some place where everybody on staff is a committed Christian. They've been handpicked. Background checks have been made. Sometimes the background checks around here make people nervous. <laughs> but, but the idea of we really want our best, some of the best people we have here and in other churches, be a part of our camps, okay? And um, so they get a real good concentrated dose for a week of what church should be. I've been told a church camp is where you can go and get away with murder. Uh, you can't do stuff at church that you can do at church camp. Church camp, you can do all kinds of things. Well, around here, we, we kinda, we're kind of loose on that. I think we can do a lot of stuff uh, here that we, couldn't, that we can do also at camp. But a lot of churches, it's not that way. For example, Little Prairie Bible Camp where we had primary week, we had 70 campers. Of those 70 campers, 25 different towns were represented. 25 different little cities. Everywhere from Bunker Hill, Illinois, down to Licking, Missouri. There was also uh, 15 different congregations, and a lot of those congregations were very, very conservative. They didn't raise their hands unless it was to ask to use the restroom. That's, what they, that's about all they did in their churches. They're, they didn't raise their hands or, or clapping was something that was unheard of, if you can imagine that. Some of us here can't even imagine that, can we? So uh, camp is such a special time. How many of you have been to church camp in your lifetime? Raise your hand. Even if you got homesick the first day. Okay. How many of you have worked at a church camp as a counselor? Okay. Who, 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 let's do this. 
at the camps we've had, primary week and teen week, would everybody stand that worked at camp at teen week and primary week and, and went there, uh, would you stand up? Look at there. There we go. It, this year, this year, you guys, you, you didn't go to camp anywhere? I remember seeing you at church camp. There we go. All right. There we go. Aurora. Oh, I've said, well, they worked. <laughs> we had them cleaning up all kinds of stuff. Okay. So, so what, what does camp remind me of? Well, let me get right to this. If, uh, we have no notes today. Uh, there's no, no notes to follow along. There's no blanks to fill in. But look at this. Here's what happens. At, there's three things that I think happen when we go to church camp. First thing is that church camp gives me the opportunity to get away. To get away. If there's anything I love about church camp, it's to get away from all the, the stuff that the world has got us caught up in. You know, in some camps, most camps, there's no radio, no TV. Uh, there's no Wi-Fi. Imagine that, no Wi-Fi. I remember, I remember getting away from it all. When I was a kid as a camper, I wasn't getting away from cell phones and TVs and, and video games. I was getting away from plowing in the field, taking care of pigs. What's happened? <laughs> What has happened? It's all changed. You know, why didn't they do that sooner so I could have had those things? No. But uh, it's a chance to get away from everything. If you look at a passage here, this is in Mark chapter 6. Jesus had some of his disciples together. They were going through the ups and downs of everyday life. They were working hard. And even Jesus said to his disciples one time, let's go to a place. Think if this doesn't remind you of camp. Let's go to a place where we can be alone to rest for a while. And that describes camp. It's a place where people can go, a group of people can go. And that word rest doesn't mean snoring and sleeping during craft time, okay? It doesn't mean that. <laughs> Chrissy, Chrissy, you weren't sleeping during craft time. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, that was your highlight of the day. No, um, it means to rejuvenate, to replenish, to revive. And camp is like that. It gets us, it gets us, it, it's a place where we can go. And we can we can find some uh, some um, some separation from the everyday mundane type of life. Um, let me show you. Let me give you some things that camp does. Give me some powerpoints here. Look at this. Church camp removes distractions. The phones are gone. The TV's gone. You know, mom and dad are gone. Did I say that? Okay. The distractions are gone. All of the everyday things of life are gone. And they're and now you're amongst bugs, poison ivy. Ticks, mess hall, uh, heat indexes of 115 and 120. That's what we had at Low Prairie. Cabins. Some of the cabins look more like a, a bug cage than a rustic. The mattresses are this thick. You know, there's running water. And we love it. Why? It just gets us away. We get away from the everyday mundane things. It's, it, it eliminates distractions. Uh, here's another one. It builds new friendships. Camp builds new friendships. Where else can you go you, where you are put into a cabin or put into a group of people you do not know and by the end of the week you're best friends? By the end of the week you want to be pen pals. You want to get, now get, a, get each other's address, be on Facebook and things like that. You want that relationship to last forever. Uh, here's another one. That is, church camp creates lasting spiritual memories. Lasting spiritual memories. I can tell you firsthand as a camper, I still have, they're like emotional, mental moorings that hold me close to God. That whenever I start having some, some times of frustration or discouragement, my mind can drift back to church camp to a moment, a campfire, a devotional. A talk. I think I've asked Tristan, or yet here, take the mic. Talk a little bit about what what does camp mean to you, and what it mean this year. Mike, um, turn it up. Okay. Um, church camp means to me like, like there's a lot of friendship, huh? Ah. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> talk um, like you're talking to your mother, you know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to help. <laughs> Church camp to me means like you know, there's like lots of friends that you can talk to and 
discuss things with, like, you can just, like, be open with yourself and other people, and, like, you can grow relationships with people and, like, meet new people. Like, I met some people that I didn't know, and I got to know them really well, and then, like, we just had a lot of fun, and, you know, I was able to get to know more people, and that's, that's what church camp meant to me, I guess, like. I was able to deepen my relationships with people that I didn't know, and, you know, I don't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a place to, like I say, to build friendships, lasting friendships, creates great memories. I get out of my comfort zone is another thing. You go to church camp, your comfort zone is going to be challenged. You know, uh, whether it's the air conditioning, the lack thereof, or whatever, depending which camp you go to, or or it or it be that you're used to mom and dad taking care of everything. You know, it's funny how you watch kids, especially the younger ones, a nine-year-old go, "I'm doing what? You're cleaning out this toilet." No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Why would I do that? Because if you don't, you're going to regret it by the end of the week, kid. You want that toilet clean? One year, I remember we had a camper. I have maids that do that. That's what she says to this counselor. She says, here's a toothbrush. Get started. <laughs> so there's something about getting out of your comfort zone. But I mean, what I'm talking about is, again, you're getting amongst the bugs, the campfires. You're, you're, you hear crickets. There's critters around. It's just an exciting, exciting, different environment. And it will push, it'll push your emotional, mental, and physical limits. I understand Teen Week had an obstacle course this and uh, my son got crushed somehow. Both of you and your okay, my son. Wow. And so I know that that can be that's I've seen that obstacle course. I've got videos of going through mud, and it's a very uh, interesting. We don't have that at primary week. We would lose two or three campers if we were to do something like that. So, but it's but but they get they go to classes. They they're pushed in, in sports, playing games maybe they've never played before. Because now their thumbs are real strong for video games, but the rest of them's kind of weak. And so we find that out at church camp a lot of times. But it pushes them a little bit. Try new foods. Try different things. Uh, meet new friends. It's also a place where you can learn about yourself in a safe place. You, can, you, you discover your, your strengths and weaknesses at church camp. By the way, I'm not just talking about campers, but counselors too. Am I right? You know, you see these newer counselors, they find out, wow, this is harder than I thought it would be, or I didn't expect this. You know, this year, this year we, uh, 70 kids between the ages of 7 and 12. Imagine lunchtime. You expect John Belushi to stand up and go, food fight, any minute. It's crazy. But the noise level is way over the top. We, we stop at Pizza Hut on the way back every year at Sullivan. Uh, Missouri, and we, 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 we go, we crash that place, and we talk a little bit about camp and have a good time. And there was a kid over in the corner going, wee, wee! It was very annoying, but not to any of us, because we'd heard 70. <laughs> they don't even remember it. Jill don't even remember it. It was crazy. Because you're pushing the limit, then you get in the real world, and it's this pretty quiet place, after all, you know? But uh, but kids learn. They learn a lot about about themselves, and they and they and they learn um, about themselves about where they're selfish, where they tend to be selfish. And mom and dad, we want want you to know that we have counselors that will remind them of what you say to them. Well, we work we work on them too, and it's a it's a privilege and it's a good thing. Another thing is you encounter you encounter God in a personal way. There's just something about the moon, the stars, late at night, a campfire, a song, a late night talk, an object lesson that makes you stop to think. And while you're laying in your bunk or you're having a discussion or you're praying, you have that moment where you go, you know, hey, this is not my mom and dad's faith or my friend's faith. This is mine. I'm having a moment where I'm encountering God in some way. I've asked Ashley if she could share a little bit about how camp, what, she, what do you, I don't know, she's very shy, just want to tell you, okay? But she's going to share a little bit about what camp, what it did for her with her relationship with God. Okay, Ashley, you got the floor. Okay, so this was my first year at camp, and I was terrified to go. But once I got there, I felt at home. 
I felt like I could be myself around people I hardly knew. And one thing I really remember, like I feel like I always remember this, was the obstacle course. Um, the wall. There was a wall. And I looked at that wall, and I said, no, I don't want to do that. No, I can't. And I see that wall as sin, and it looks impossible to get over. Everybody has that wall in their life. But once we helped each other over that wall, and you can't do it alone. You can't get over that wall of sin and find your way to God by yourself. You've got to have people in your life to do that. But to be more than a conqueror, you've got to help people you have to help people get over their own wall, too. And that that's the main thing I learned at camp. Uh, there are so many other things. I won't be able to say them all. But, yeah. Cool. Good, Ashley. I like that. I could just... I can just imagine Ashley sitting there going, you want me on that wall, you need me on that wall. Okay, so, all right. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. That was great, though. That was great. You know, camp elevates spiritual values in a concentrated way. It, it's not drinking from a fire hose. It's a culture that you build in a week. You're building this culture the way it ought to be amongst Christians. And it's and it and so it's elevating spiritual value after spiritual value. Also, it provides positive role models that can reinforce godly values. Mom, Dad, you want your kids wish they would be more responsible. You wish they'd be more spiritual. If you're if that's something you're interested in, guess what? Camp reinforces your words. Sometimes I need to hear somebody besides mom and dad say to me, "I'm selfish." Sometimes I need to hear somebody besides mom and dad say to me, "Please God," right? There's something about that. You know, they come home and go, you know what I learned? I learned to please God. I've been telling you that for years. I know, but maybe hearing it from somebody else makes the difference. And just as long as it happens, that's all I, I... There's been lots of things that I've taught my, my sons, but they went to church camp and heard it, and it was reinforced, and they come back different. So it's, it's very good here. I got, a, I got a card here from Tricia, and Tricia's... Uh, uh, here's what, she wanted me to read this to you all. It says here... To all of you who served at Little Prairie, thank you from the depths of my heart for guiding my son Wyatt this past week. All of you made a profound impact on his life. He speaks of all of you and his newfound friends with real love in his heart. You truly do the work of God, and I can never thank you enough. That's from a parent. You know, guys, when you send your kids to camp, when you work at camp, you're partnering with, the, with, with these Christian parents. You're helping them. And when you send a kid to camp, when you do these things, you're helping, helping families that you may never even know um, create spirituality there. There's another thing I noticed about camp also, and that's it, it offers when you go and you get away. A controlled independence takes place. I mentioned this a little bit um, earlier. You learn responsibilities. You clean things up. You pick things up. You take care of each other. You learn, and, and this is something that's independent of having somebody hovering over them like a parent. Uh, yet there are counselors watching. I'm not going to deny that. We don't want your children to get hurt. But they get to, to take things. Well, uh, at Little Prairie, we, I, I brought my drill press this year again, and I brought safety glasses, finally. And, um, and I had kids, eight, seven, eight, nine-year-olds, drilling holes. And we have pictures of them drilling holes in wood. They're learning to paint. They're learning to create. And they were safe. Hopefully safe, you know. And uh, I think uh, you've got some stuff on your Facebook. Or is there a Facebook page? Yeah, it's Little Prairie, Little Prairie, Little Prairie Bible Camp. And they, they can find those pictures. If you want to see some of them. I think, Jill, did you bring some pictures, by the way, today? You didn't do them? You didn't get to it? Okay, I understand. Getting ready to go on vacation. I understand. That's all right. It's all right. You know, we'll just, you'll have to be cleaning up showers next year every day. <laughs> showers. The guy shower. Oh, my. Oh. Oh. Okay. So when we get away, let's move on. Yeah. When we, when we, when we get away, though, 
we have a lot of fun too. And that's another thing a camp does. When kids, and when you get away to camp, even as a counselor or as a camper, there's, there's a lot of fun. A lot of, it's supposed to be fun. There's nothing wrong with this word fun. I don't know where we got this idea that you're not supposed to, Christians aren't supposed to have fun. But whoever taught you that, they taught you wrong. We can have a good time on this earth, and camp is one of those ways of getting away, and, and camp gives you the opportunity to do that. Number two, uh, church camp is an opportunity to give back. It's my opportunity to give back in some way. If there's anything I've learned about church camp, and we've learned in this series, we've learned this. I am put here on earth to contribute. I am put here on earth to give back. I'm not here just to to take it, soak it up, and then die. God wants me to give it back. I'm here to give something Back, you know, I know as Christians, when I was, when I was before I was a Christian, uh, all the Christians around me were trying to help me, help Denise lead me to Christ. They would just give me all kinds of attention, and here, let me get you some something to drink. We would be at a party, or hey, we want you to come with us and go do. They would, they would let, they would include me. Hey, we'll come by and pick you up. I didn't have to do a thing. You remember those days? Everybody was doing everything for you. Wow, they really loved me. Yes, they do. But I learned something after I became a Christian. It wasn't all about me. I, I notice this about Christians when people become Christians. They, they love all that getting, that consuming. But you know, for long you've got to start giving. Giving back. I've got three grandkids right now. And they're being taken care of a lot. They're getting a lot of attention. But you know, sooner or later one day they're going to start, they're going to be encouraged if not now, I know Carmody's already being encouraged. Here, be easy with Meyer. Here, pick this up. And here, and Nora, Nora, you know, take care of Yachty. Here, pet Yachty. Be easy. You know, they're, they're learning already to give back. They realize it isn't all about them. And I'll tell you, too many Christians, guys, we, we become Christians, and as soon as the prizes and the, whatever you call it, the prizes and, and stuff we get starts to dissipate, we start wondering if we want to be a Christian anymore. Well, Jesus said it's more blessed to give than receive. He wants, us to, he wants us to give. Look at what the Bible says here in Ephesians 2. It is God himself who made us what we are and given us new lives. We had this old selfish life is what he's saying. Now we've got this new life, and what's it like? It's from Christ. And long ages ago, he planned that we should spend these new lives doing what? Helping others, giving back. And that's what camp is like. This new life it comes with it a new purpose, a new strategy. It is more blessed to give and re- than receive. It's no longer about me. It's time I, I give back. And camp reminds me, reminds you and I this morning, you know, that, that that's what life really is. The best lived life there is, is a generous life. Let me give you eight ways to give back to camp. Eight ways. I said this in the first service. They moaned. They moaned at me. How dare them? Okay. If you were in the first service, hold your moan till the end of the lesson. Okay. What are eight ways I can give myself to camp and give back to camp? Well, here's one is to be a counselor. And Martin, I'd like you to talk about what it's like being a counselor at Little Prairie, if you would. Uh, being a counselor at Little Prairie Bible Camp, I was fortunate enough to be asked last year and asked back this year to uh, come and hang out with kids. Um, and as much as, as counselors, we help them. These kids teach us so much about ourselves. You know, I learned several years ago, I didn't go to church camp when I grew up. Um, I came from a really blessed, I came from a blessed home. My parents loved me, they gave everything to me. And, uh, but somewhere along the way, I went off course. And now it's my opportunity to, uh, to be with these kids, love them, and, let them know this week we had our lesson was about the five emotions that live with inside this little girl and and uh and how we deal with them i it's my i guess position that i can explain to them how i use those emotions in an incorrect and ungodly and unrighteous manner and that those emotions were given to us by god and that there's a righteous way to use them, deal with them, and share them with other people. And through that, I learn so much more about myself. I learn that it's okay to be open and with these kids and share with them and explain to them 
you know, hey, I feel the same way as you sometimes. I get mad. I have fear. I get jealous. I have, you know, all those things. And uh, because they, you see it in them all week long. And, uh, and helping them get through it and work through those things. And we have those conflicts. We have those conflicts amongst kids. And they, they see that as adults that we make those same mistakes that they do. And it's okay for them to be that way. That's the way God made them. That's the way God wanted them to be. And that we all have a mission or something in life. And that, uh, that we're here to fulfill that purpose and through emulating his son, Jesus Christ, and showing him that it's okay, you get another chance. We'll give you another day. I don't see that on you. I see who you are as a person and not necessarily the behavior that you display. That as a person, you're made by God and your behavior is just because of the mixed up way that the world contrasts the way we should deal with those things and the way God tells us we should deal with those things. So. I know we deal, we deal with all kinds of emotions at camp, just like you parents uh, or, or grandparents or aunts and uncles deal with emotions at home. You know, there, there's, I had one night where the kids are just screaming out. The boy, boy's Kevin one, but ballistic. And as James Mitchell said, with his, all of his wisdom, last night, it's last night, you know, and it, and it is, it's last night. And it was crazy. It was crazy. I lost my temper. I started yelling, what are you doing out there? Get back in your cabin. You know, flashlights are flying everywhere, diving for cover, you know, and the director is yelling at me, you know, and so, but I know, I know you deal with that. Every, you do, and I was, the next day I'm going, man, I'm really sorry for losing my cool. It's okay, Tim. We shouldn't have been outside our cabin. Oh, I'm glad you appreciate that because KP's going to be long today. I just wanted you to know. <laughs> it's going to be tough washing them dishes. But, you know, but no, it, it, but we, we encounter those same things and uh, are tempted. You know, I don't, I don't want camp to be, you know, shut up, sit down. That it's all about that. They, I'm not saying, don't they get that at home? Be quiet. Sometimes you have to, you know, I, I, I've learned that kids have like a, a minute, 30 second to a minute delay in doing what they're told the good ones the good ones now the others they don't do whatever you say you know i don't get that but i mean the good it just give them a little it, 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 i don't know if it, it takes a while for it to go from here into their brain it's only that far but it maybe it does a detour i don't know and they finally go oh you want me to pick that cup up okay you know but being a counselor is is being uh, it's it's tough being a counselor but man i'll tell you what you learn a lot you learn a lot being a counselor, and like Martin said, he's Martin. He's he's really downplaying himself. He knows he knows every name of every, of every camper, all seventy. I couldn't believe it. I was still saying "Hey, you," you know, to some of my own, some of my own. I'm blown away by how well he 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 gets their names and he tries to be a tender and uh, involved in their life. But being a counselor, some of you parents, you go, "I'm afraid to send my kid to camp. I don't know what kind of counselors you're going to have." Well, I'll tell you, we handpick them. We handpick them, and we go through background checks. We, 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 if we have to, we'll go through background checks. We had to fill out applications this year at Little Prairie because we want to make sure it's a safe place. But if you're really scared to send your kids to church camp, or if you're an aunt and uncle going, I'm really afraid for my nephew or, or for my niece, or you're just a, I got a friend going, why not be a counselor? Then we'll see who's afraid. I mean, we really will. <laughs> but be a counselor, and then well, you can watch. You can you can help us, okay? So there's that. So it's being becoming a counselor. Here's another one. Here's another way. Volunteer for work days. You got building skills. You got organizational skills. Can you pick up stuff? Help at work day. Help at help at a work day at Little Prairie. They have a work day every spring and every fall. And there are camps around here. You can you can find a camp around here. And say, hey, you need any help working on something? It's a great way to invest in kids' lives. Another one is to be a cook. Here's the way you can help is to be a, be a cook. I have found that finding a good cook is difficult. It's a challenge every year. Did I emphasize good cook? Camp can be make or, can be make or break time by the cook. Am I right? I've, I've been a cook at camp. It's not an easy job. 
man, it's more rewarding than I thought. I used to think cooks, you know, they'd sit there and remember, uh, they'd, they'd, okay, here's your stuff. Keep the line moving. Keep going. And whatever it is, what is that? I don't know. Eat it. You know, move. And then they, then they, they go back to their cave where they, I don't know what they're doing back. That's what I used to think cooks were as, well, I'm just saying that's, that's the way I used to think cooks were as a, as a camper. I found out as a cook, it's so rewarding. You get to meet the kids, each of them, every, three times a day. And so, Sue, tell us a little bit about what it's like to cook at camp, because I know you are a cook and a very good cook, by the way. You and, you and Cheryl Lee and Desiree and Denise and a few others helped there. So. Before I get into that, I want to give a shout-out to those young men that were out there in the parking lot this morning with umbrellas. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart, and I hope to see you there next Sunday again. <laughs> okay, um, Proverbs 22.6 says, Train a child in the ways he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. I have two daughters, and I did not do that for my daughters. But our God, being a loving, kind, generous God, has blessed me with grandchildren and a second chance. I have spent several years trying to get Isabella to go to camp, and her father has resisted every year until last year. And that came with a condition, the condition that I be there also. So I contacted Tim and said, Tim, looks like I'm going to be going to camp. Find something for me to do. And he said, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> So I was a cook last year. I didn't go begrudgingly, but I didn't go with a lot of enthusiasm either. I, I was there because Isabella was going to be there, and that was, that's what it took to get her there. But let me tell you what, it changed my world. Camp ended up being, cooking in that kitchen ended up being so much fun and so rewarding, getting to see all of those kids come through the line every day, getting to know them, getting to joke with them, getting a smile when they had a frown. It, I, I, just, I, could, I just can't really emphasize the feeling that you get when you're serving like that. The best description, I think, would be from the Grinch who stole Christmas when his heart was getting ready to explode. By the end of the week, I was so overcome with so much joy from being able to serve and work with these kids and watching how they could try to bribe the cooks because we got to judge their cabins to see who was going to go to meal first in the evenings. They are so creative, and it is so fun to just be around them that you don't even really realizing how much effort you're putting into the work. Proverbs 11.25 says, A generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will be refreshed. And that was so true for me. I, I, I was just filled with joy. Proverbs 12.14 says, From the fruit of his lips a man is filled with good things. As surely as the work of his hands rewards him. You know, we have people that teach and preach, and we have people that work culminates into so much joy when you pull it together and I felt like that's what happened whenever I served at camp it came together I was able to teach respond and serve these kids and I was overcome and I'm and I signed up again I mean before the week was over I signed up to go back this year and I did and I got to serve blue mashed potatoes <laughs> so, yeah, we, we can definitely, you know, touch these kids with some of our creative, creativity and the, the things that we get to do as well. And I would, I, I'm looking forward to it again next year, whether I have a grandchild there or not. I'm looking forward to it again. It's cool. Thank you, Sue. Another, so be a cook. A cook cook's, and by the way, all the food you can eat. Uh, number four. Number four, give some rides. Volunteer to give some people rides. I know some of you did that, and I want you to know, to think about how you gave up a little gasoline and a little wear and tear in your vehicle so a kid could go to camp is, is just amazing. That's so awesome that you'd, that you'd be willing to do that. And, I, and uh, the more we can, I know that uh, we had uh, Mike and Kathleen take the, the church vans down this year uh, for primary week. And I, I remember the rides down to camp. They were special. 
Uh, special things happen. My grandmother took me to church camp several times. Uh, my mom and dad were working in the field and didn't have time to take me, so, so my grandmother says, well, I'll take them to church camp. And just being able to do that. She, did, she talked a little bit. She wasn't at church camp. She didn't cook at church camp. She wasn't a counselor at church camp. But she gave me a ride, and it made a difference in my life. And so it's amazing. Something as simple as that. Here's another thing you can do to give back to camp. How about supporting a camper, letting them go? I know that I know several of you did that this year, and I want to say thank you, thank you so much for that. I know some of you sent. I know some of you who are retired don't even have kids, and not even have. You know, you you see your kids in God's family as your kids. You see those kids and go, those are mine. And so in a behind-the-scenes way, you write a check. In a behind-the-scenes way, you, you say, I'll take care of that camper. Let me take care of that person. I've asked uh, Sheila and Charlie Louvier to talk a little bit about They They sent their grandkids to camp, okay? And here's three of them up here. What, tell us something, Sheila, about camp and what it means to you. Well, hi. Um, for you guys that don't know us, I'm Sheila. This is Charlie. And this is Aurora and Micaiah and Kieran. These are our granddaughters. We have two grandsons, but we, um, we're we not allowed to bring them to church right now, or else they would have been going to camp, or will be, I pray, later. But we are um, lucky enough to live our lives with these girls. We have them on the weekends. My daughter uh, works 12-hour shifts at the hospital, and so we have them all weekend. And uh, are just really, really blessed. And she's going to school for radiology. So we get to live our lives with our grandkids, which is really cool. Um, I want to thank you guys for giving the money to be able to help us. We were able to come up with, we figured out, I ended up, we ended up sending Aurora, Micaiah, and Kieran to primary. So that's $95 a piece. And then um, Aurora to teen camp. That was $165. So it would have been $450 out of our pockets to be able to do that. We were able to come up with some of it, but I want to thank you all who gave because they were able to go because you guys took up the rest of it. And Aurora and all of them have been just, when they come back from camp, they're just, I mean, they're chatterboxes anyway. I mean, they don't stop talking. But they're just talking about this and talking about that and, and you know, talking about, you know, the lip sync battles and, and you know, just how I killed it and, you know, all this stuff. And, um, you know, talking Kieran, who um, who runs from bugs everywhere. She just runs, you know. And you'll see her run in from outside. There was a fly. And she runs in. She comes back from camp and says, oh, I had a spider on my arm. It just looked at me. And I'm like, all right then. There we go. <laughs> so it was different for them. It was, uh, it was a really cool time. It was Kieran's first time at camp. And all three of them got to be there together. And this is last, that, that was a rare thing because Rory will be in teen camp next year and these two will go by themselves. It's very important to me to be able to send these girls to camp and give them that foundation that they need to be able to build their faith. I want them to be able to have that. And they were able to hear from counselors how they became and how they, they gained their faith because they shared with them the struggles that they had about becoming a Christian and, and how life was good for them. So it was just awesome to be able to, to, be able to send them. And again, I know I took the mic. Did you want to say anything? No, I okay. <laughs> so, um, it was, again, we thank you so much for your generosity. And I... Man. You think about it. You think about it. When you got more than one kid, camp's pretty expensive. 
it can be pretty expensive. So I was just glad. Again, I just think it's great that uh, many of you contributed a little, a lot, everything in between, so we could have some kids go to camp this year. And I thought that was, I thought that was something really exciting to see this year. Uh, also, you can some another way you can give back is pray. Offer up prayers to God. Pray that the things that the kids are learning, they've learned at camp this year, will continue. And pray that next year, you know, that they'll be able to go to camp and. And pray that they'll take those, like I say, those concepts that they've learned about whether it be emotions or being more than a conqueror, they take it to school with them. Now, another thing I can do is I can give back by welcoming campers back with lots of love and patience. Um, this is something I find that a lot of parents, you parents, um, well, as a former youth minister, it's a blind spot in a lot of parents' and guardians' lives. These kids come back from being, again, it's like being away for a hundred Sundays, if you can imagine. They've had classes, discussion groups, devotionals, object lessons. They've done some things physically that relate to what they're learning about, that push them to the limit. They've been corrected. They've been encouraged. They've cried a lot. I could, this year at Little Prairie, again, seven to twelve-year-olds, a lot of crying as they opened up their hearts. A lot of pain in families right now. A lot of pain. And they've had all this happen, and they found out they, they weren't rejected if they wet the bed, or if they broke a rule. They weren't unloved or, or cut out of things because they didn't measure up, or they looked different, or talked funny, or took a lot of medication. They were just loved all week. Lots and lots of encouragement with people who could do it full time that whole week I know it's hard as parents to remember this and so when they come home they hit this cultural wall it's a it's I would call it some kind of a culture shock for them because they come back to the TV to the, the phones the games but also to people who have not spent a week retreating with the Lord I remember coming home many times from church camp and I was met with get your thing back out there on that tractor and get back to work that was the first statement I heard not it's good to have you back Tim what did you learn at camp Tim and I, I know and I, I was prepared for that when I'd come home every year and we've tried to prepare our campers at Little Prairie for coming back to you know your mom and dad have not been to camp They've not been, they've not done the slip and slide. <laughs> they, they haven't had biscuits and gravy. You know, they've had something else for breakfast. Maybe a cup of coffee and a, a energy bar and out the door they go. They've been working all day. So you're coming back all juiced up and excited and crazy. You need to remember that, that they haven't had that. And I want to say to you guardians and parents who have campers around you, as members of Greater Alton Church, Let's meet these kids with love and patience and excitement. Give them some excitement. Join their excitement. And keep giving them that spiritual encouragement. Camp lasts a whole lot longer when you do that. And here's the eighth way you can give back, and that's look for families to invite. If there's anything I've learned over the years at camp, I used to assume that all of these kids that were at camp were members' kids. We're church members' kids. As if to say, church member families don't have problems. That's how naive I've been. And then I was reminded this year, we had a lot of campers, again, in the, in the primary week, that are going back to some really tough situations. And so I asked the board there to move camp two weeks further into June, which they did, so that we could invite our friends. And Jada, Jill and Jada are going to say a few things. You know, Jada last year, she had to get out of school early a couple of days, which says a lot about something about the values of Jeff and Jill when it comes to their daughter and, and, some, and, and something good about having a positive spiritual value in your family. Guys, I know many of us here, we see kids going to basketball camp, baseball camp, cheerleading camp, ninja camp, who knows, whatever camp they are. We, we spend hundreds of dollars sitting there so they can throw farther, run faster, jump higher, yell louder in unison. I don't know. That's nice. I'm not, I'm not knocking them. But then church camp just gets kind of like, ah, church camp. And yet it has an eternal impact on our kids. 
And it has, it, and I want you to know, I was in a home, I was in a home that wasn't a godly home. But when I went to church camp, I come back different. And now my brother's a Christian. My mother's a Christian. Now my cousins are Christians. And church camp had a huge impact on that. And so I, I just want to re- remind you, you know, there's families. You might know a family out there that needs, maybe mom and dad need a break from their kids and would love to send them to church camp. But the kids need a break from their home to know that there is another way of living that's so good, that God is so good. Now, I've asked Jill and Jay to talk a little bit about this because they brought some friends to camp. Okay, so I teach public speaking, and Tim asked me to keep this to three to five minutes. I'm going to do the best I can. (laughs) Um, So this year... We had a problem last year because um, Jada wanted to bring a couple of girls that she has been friends with for a couple of years now, and um, the parents were like, "No, we don't want to. We don't want to miss school. It's going to be two more days." So, like Tim said, we we said, "Well, church camp is more important than perfect attendance." So, because she had perfect attendance last year for the first year, but it was more important to us that she went to camp and missed the last couple of days. So, no big deal there. But because Tim moved it this year. I had started talking camp up again to these parents. And quite honestly, um, a couple years ago when they started coming to Jada's class, Jada's school, I started praying that God would give me an opportunity to reach out to this family because they are struggling. Um, The parents are not believers. They have actually said to me, we don't care if our kids have religion, but we don't believe in that sort of stuff. So that breaks my heart because um, these girls have been to church here a couple times with Jada. She's faithful in inviting them and asking them to come stay the night on Saturday so that they can come to church on Sunday. And they love it. They love coming to church. And um, they came last summer when there was a special kids session. But anyway, um, there's a lot of reasons that it's important to invite kids to camp. And one of the reasons I think Tim already hit on, which is that there's a lot of kids that don't know God, and this is their week to get to know God in a really intimate way, and also to be loved on. Some of the girls, I heard terrible stories of some of the environments that these girls were going home to, and it just breaks my heart. I just, I was, I told Tim, I was reminded that um, we kind of live in a little bubble where we try to keep Jada in this, like, really safe environment, and these kids are not going back to that, and um, one of the reasons that it's important to invite kids, or have your kids to invite other people is because it teaches them to outreach and they get to take that enthusiasm back to school when school starts. So another reason is that um, the kids take that enthusiasm home. Like I said, these girls that we invited, I don't know, is there a picture of my cabin? Yeah, they're there. So there's all my girls that were in my cabin this year and I had Isabella, so that was really awesome to get to know her. Um, And they were, it was a blessing. It was a blessing for me to be their counselor this year. These girls that we brought, like I said, when we took them home, the parents, the dad actually said to me, um, I didn't have to take my anxiety medicine this week. And I'm like, that is, that's so heartbreaking to hear somebody say that their kids are such a burden to them. So I can only imagine when he said that to me what it's like when I'm not there. These girls, I just wanted to love on them all week. And every single one of them, every single one of the girls in my cabin, I said I love you to them because they need to hear that. Another reason, another reason that's really important is because we prayed um, for these girls to come, didn't we, Jada? So there was a moment in time where the parents were actually threatening to not let one of the girls come because she was being bad. And during the school year, and I just, I didn't say anything to them because I knew this because Jada came home and told me, oh, so-and-sos can't come. Their parents said no. And I said, well, we're just going to pray about it. And that's all we did because I'm not going to push the parents into making this decision, even though I've been asking them for a year. To, and I said, I'm going. You can trust me. You know, they, they'll stay with me in my cabin. I will drive them down there. You know, I'll be responsible for them. So uh, we prayed about it. And that was a huge a huge thing for us and so i think by doing that it also teaches your children that prayer is important it's an invital part of the christian walk 
And the, another reason is that you're creating long-lasting memories for, for these kids when they go. Um, I know that these girls, unfortunately, are mo- moved out of our school district. But we will keep in touch with them, and we will see them as often as possible. And I know that next time we see them, they're going to say, Hey, Jill, remember at camp, get your elbows off the table song, <laughs> which happens over and over at every every single meal. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> Yes, good. Um, because I had to get up this year and <laughs> do something. Um, so anyway, it creates these amazing memories for these kids that they're going to go back and remember. My faith grew this last week at camp. I was challenged, and the devos that we had and the discussions I had with these girls about God and about how God loves them and about their emotions, which for girls are really important to talk about as they approach the teen years, So I also want to say, last thing, is that um, you get to see your kids' faith grow when they pray about something and they reach out to other people. And that's really awesome. That's something that you feel like, okay, thank you, God, for this blessing. So I'm touched by going to camp, and I'm thankful that Tim asked me to go last year, even though if any of you know me, I am not a camper. I don't do bugs. (laughs) I don't like the heat, which was really bad this year. Um, but through that, even even though that happened and all those things, I'm not. That's not my personality. Um, I still feel that camp is a huge blessing, and I'm really thankful that I had the opportunity to go these past couple of years. Good, good. All right, we're going to try to wrap this up here. There's a third thing that I camp reminds me is that it offers a great opportunity to grow in Christ. There's a lot of things. That's what you know, we're wanting during this series. Getting out, getting out, getting out of our comfort zone, getting out of our homes, getting out of our routine. Why? There's opportunity to grow. There's opportunities to grow when things are kind of broken up. Routine is broken up like soil. It's broken up. The roots get deeper. And so that's what happens at church camp. You're going to grow. You go to church camp, you get involved in church camp in any way. I guarantee you, you're going to grow in some way. It's going to challenge you, and you're going to grow. Look what it says here in Colossians 1. It says, We have continued praying for you, asking God that you will know fully what He wants. We pray that you will also have great wisdom and understanding in spiritual things, so that you will live the kind of life that honors and pleases the Lord in every way. You will produce fruit in every good work and grow in the knowledge of God. Look at those words again. Great wisdom, understanding, fruit, growing knowledge. These are not limited to Bible study. These are not limited to discipleship groups. They're out in the field. They're out, out, out beyond the walls, driving an hour or two, staying in a cabin, doing something you normally don't do, but you bring Christ into it. it it's from that that we learn if there's one thing I know about church camp it helps me grow it's always helped me grow and it's like like we've said before around here our faith is like a muscle and when it's exercised it gets stronger and that's from lifting something that's heavy or doing something that's unnatural that's not of our routine our faith expands and grows and I want to say to you whenever we get listen listen church it's important Whenever you get out of your comfort zone and get involved in kids' ministry, teen ministry, campus ministry, whenever you get out of your comfort zone and get involved in some of the ministries here at Greater Alton, you're going to grow. It's it's just going to happen. You get exposed to things you normally don't get exposed to. You get stretched in places you normally don't get stretched with. And the best thing I've heard from all these so far is you have a front row seat to see God work. You see God working, and that somehow reaffirms your faith and your choice to follow Christ to begin with. Now, I've asked Mike Denius and Nathan to close out a little bit. Tell us a little bit about Teen Week, and I'll get out of your way. I did not lose my voice this 
I'm on camp mode still, sorry. Um, there were a few things that I want to talk to you guys about camp this year. First, I didn't. Uh, there was so much that happened that I just I couldn't think of it all. I had to write down notes. Sunday, we're loading up, okay? My truck is the pack mule. It pulls the luggage. It pulls a mini fridge. It pulls the fans, all of my stuff, all of my equipment that I needed. My truck has enough room for me in it when I'm driving. Wyatt comes up to me on Sunday and goes, Mike, can I ride with you? And I, I look in my truck. I go, yes. Give me a minute. I hope we don't break hard. And he sat in my front seat with me, and he did not stop talking for an hour and 20 minutes about how awesome primary week was. And I'm like, well, I have a tough act to follow. My body is empty. I hurt. I posted on Facebook yesterday that Aleve is my friend. I, I forgot to take it this morning. Oh. But my spirit is full. Um, I actually started crying when Ashley was talking. Because you guys don't even understand all the awesome things that happened at camp this past week. There are three, maybe four, that I'm going to talk about real quick. One, Paul Mariolis came to teen camp, and he did a lesson for me that he blew it out of the water. You don't even understand the power that man held for that 30 minutes. He had everybody. There wasn't a sound with these teenagers they were just glued to Paul and it was God worked mightily through him in that one little lesson the kids talked about it the whole week they have battle buddies now because of Paul um was it Wednesday night we went on the walk Wednesday was a busy day. We had our camp was a day shorter than normal and we still did the same amount of stuff. Wednesday was a very busy day um for our devotional, Nathan and I found some trails we have never used before. We didn't even know they existed. And so we told the teens, we're going on a walk. We're going to find the lost. And as we're walking, we're praying and we're singing. And there was four stations we stopped at. Um, each station had somebody, a counselor or a cook that was there, give their testimony about how the church reached them. And we got back to the campfire and... We usually play a scary night game, and we didn't this year. And when they got to the campfire, I asked the teens, I go, who thought something scary was going to happen tonight? And almost all of them raised their hand, and I go, okay, the scary thing is, is we've been so inward-focused this year, the lost have stayed lost. And it was powerful. The teens were talking about it. There's, there's a, a couple other things. Um, there's two campers that stood out to me this week. Um, one, I think it was his first time there. Um, though he was in my cabin the whole week. He didn't talk. I think I heard maybe three sentences out of him in six days. But the last night, Cassie had to go to the hospital. She stepped on a yellow jacket and just kept getting worse and worse. So the ladies took her to the hospital. And when she got back, she had Mike Kiffmeyer come find me so she could tell me about it. And I go down out of my cabin. I'm standing there talking, and this young man comes down, gives me a hug, gives Cassie a bigger hug, and says, I just wanted to make sure she was okay. And I'm like... <sighs> What? <laughs> what? The other, the other camper that stands out in my head, there's a, there's a lady who has kept me kind of at arm's distance for, for a while. Um, I, I don't know the reasons. I just was never, didn't ever really get close to her, not for lack of trying, because as you can tell, I'm very outgoing. Um, and this week, every time she saw, saw me, she came up to me and stood next to me until I would give her a hug. And it's just these little things. It's it's not gonna be it's not gonna be a lesson necessarily that stands out. It's what happens after the lesson. It's what happens during the day. It's what happens outside of discussion group that stands out to these teens. And yes, when your director gets struck by lightning, that kinda stands out. That did not happen this year, that happened last year. But it's moments at camp that stand out. Um I've been at Greater Alton for over 14 years now. Twelve of those years I went to camp. I started out as just a counselor. I was a college-age kid. Didn't even know what I was getting into. I told Mike Kiffmeyer, I go, hey, do you need help at camp? He says, yes. Put me in a, uh, a, a cabin at Pier Marquette with a bunch of sixth graders, and I was like, what do I do? 
And at night, I was like, you guys need to go sleep. It, it is way late. We can't sleep. So I would start reading them Bible stories. And that kind of started our tradition of story time at night. And they're not necessarily Bible stories now, but... <laughs> It gets everybody focused to, let's go to bed now. And that first year at camp, I decided I'm going to help out with the youth group. And that's where I just, and I told Brian, I don't remember the lesson you gave, but Brian Alford gave a Devo one night, and I came up to him afterwards at that camp, and I said, hey, do you guys need help in the youth group? And he literally jumped. He went, yes! <laughs> and I was like, oh. This year, I made a decision. Um, we keep talking about how camp affects counselors. I'm the director, and it's affecting me. Um, this year, ne- next year was a big question mark for me and Cassie, because Blythe, it's going to be her first year at primary week. And do I go with my daughter, or or do I still help with the teen ministry? I've been praying about that, because I'm torn. And this week, God answered my prayer that I'm going to be going back to teen camp next year, and Cassie's going to do both. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck on you. Camp stretches you. Camp stretches you so much. And it stretches counselors. It stretches, stretches campers. It brings us closer together as God's family. And I want to thank you guys. Sheila and, and Charlie have already thanked you guys. But i got to let you know, I don't even know how many campers you guys helped send to Little Prairie. But for high school, you guys sent 16 campers. You either paid for all of it or part of it, and you sent 16 campers so that they could have a deeper relationship with their Father in Heaven. And I thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of your church. What's up? Okay, so I'm not nearly as energetic as Mike because I've gone to two weeks back-to-back, and I am hurting. Uh, Emotionally, physically, I have bruises, scratches. At one point last week, I had the tread of a shoe imprinted on my shoulder because we helped uh, Caleb get over that wall and he did yeah and uh but like Mike said um I might be physically and emotionally drained but I am spiritually like just over the top and uh, I'm always encouraged by camp uh this was my 20th year going to camp yeah you feel you you feel old now right yeah, I feel old. And uh, so, so 20 years I've been going to camp. I think I've, been, I've uh, probably had about 35 or so weeks of camp because I've doubled up. One, one year I did three weeks back to back to back. I couldn't do that now. There's no way. Uh, if I was getting in a van after this, I would probably just cry the whole way there. <laughs> but <laughs> just being honest. <laughs> no, there are so many memories that I have at camp, different discussion groups that I've had, different counselors. Some of you were my counselors at camp. Uh, through my primary years, through my junior high years, through my high school years. And um, I just think about, there's certain guys I remember having conversations with. Uh, Michael was one of them. I, I think of, every time, I, every time I'm at Little Prairie, I think of Michael and some of the guys that I was in the cabin with my first year when I was eight years old. And there's a, there's a, there's one guy named Sky, and Mike, Michael knows who I'm talking about. And I still talk to him today. He lives in Boston, and we're still really good friends. And uh, it's just it's crazy to think about how much camp has impacted my life and how many decisions I've made at camp, how many moments I've had with people that have poured into me and invested in my life. And now it's, it's a huge blessing to go to weeks and give back and be a counselor and, and be somebody who can jump in and, and help in any way that's needed. Um, going into these two weeks, I, I had six lessons I had to do in two weeks. And I was like, how am I going to do that? How am I going to do that? And then I thought about people that did that for me. And I, th- and I thought about people who sacrificed their time and their energy and their their money, and and uh, and just all the the effort that goes into weeks of camp. There, there's a lot of work up front that that people don't even know about that go into making camp what it needs to be. And then when you finally have camp, it's awesome. <laughs> and uh, I've got different memories from each week of camp I've gone to. And uh, I was looking through old shirts, old ones, and uh, thinking about this <laughs> is weird. I'm going to get emotional because I'm so tired. It's not really because I'm that sad. <laughs> but just the, just the memories that I have with different people. We used to sign each other's shirts, and I've got people's signatures and names of people that I used to talk to and used to hang out with and discussion groups and cabins and teams. and There's just, there's just so, so much that God can do in a week. And uh, something I've, I've tried to do every year is bring camp back home. Because what we're doing at camp, I don't know if you ever like realized this, but the whole point, well, not, not the whole point, but one of the points of having these discussion groups in cabins is to help kids understand and learn how to be in a small group. 
and, and help them and train them how to be open in a discussion group and let God use their story. And it's it's been amazing to watch these kids grow. Like I said, I, I got to be in a cabin with a couple guys that are going through some really hard times right now. And some of them opened up for the first time, and they haven't had anybody to talk to. And uh, it's a great way, guys. Give back. I'm just going to ask you, just give back. It doesn't mean you have to go for a week or two in a row or three in a row if you're crazy. But just give back. And it, it may not even mean being at camp. It may just mean being who you need to be here. Being the the older brother, the older sister in this church family that can make camp happen after camp, if that makes sense. So, You have a card in your bulletin. Yeah, thanks, guys. I do... How many weeks vacation do you get? Two, three? You get. You don't take vac. You're not take. You didn't take vacation time to take and spend a week at camp. So you did it without pay. Wow. Okay, Mike. That's. A, I just want to know. I know directing. I know the challenges of that. So uh, there's a. There's a. Uh, I appreciate you. Okay, because of that. That's a great sacrifice. Um, you have a card in your bulletin, and it's an opportunity for you to maybe have a prayer request or something, a decision you're making. I know if you went to camp this year. Maybe there's a decision you want to make and you want people that you've made, you want people to know that decision you made so they can pray for you. Um, maybe you've been, you've been to camp before and this dialogue reminds you of, of a choice. It reminds you, it reminds me of many things camp does, but maybe it reminds you of where your relationship with God used to be and where it is now and you'd like to see it improve. Maybe you ought to write something, a prayer request or something like that on that card. Um, or maybe you ought to just ask God to open your heart up a little bit here and, 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 and consider how God could use you next year as, or at the next event, which is the campus events coming up in August, right? Yeah. You could even help with that if you wanted to this year. Um, kids, they do make up the church of today, but they are the church of the future. They really are. And we invest, we invest in young folks. They're going to eventually take us old people's place. And I don't know about you, but you know, that's a big, big, uh, conviction I have is I want to hand this church off to someone younger who will take it farther. That's the, that's the, that's the desire of every generation to go farther. And so, um, church camp may ignite somebody in a spiritual way, it'll change your life forever. And so be praying, be praying for Little Prairie Bible Camp, for El Shaddai, for our teen ministry, our kids' ministry, and um, look for ways to give back. I want to challenge you, get out of whatever routine you're in and get into something that would help change a child's life. We're going to give you a chance after this prayer to fill out this card. And then we'll sing another song. We'll sing a song during that. Then we'll sing another song, give you a chance to, to turn those cards in to our prayer team as well as uh, any contribution from the church. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Let's pray. Father, thank you for, for church camp, Lord. Many of us here have been touched by that, that one week, that one. I think of a counselor right now from Kansas City, Father, that touched me as a teenager. I don't know where Hannah is. I don't even know if she's alive. God, I, I hope she knows she's made a difference in my life. I only got to be with her one week. Father, I pray that um, for every camper, Father, I think of a little girl named Alexis from the Licking Congregation who went home to finding out that her father was going into prison as her mother was getting out of prison. Eight years old. What is that? Father, she, what, a, what a time. What a family and struggle she must be going through. Lord, would you bless her, Father? Hope she's at church this morning. Thank you for that congregation there in Licking that's trying to reach out to this family. Father, remind us. Let church camp remind us there are families in this room and in our neighborhoods that need someone like like us to love them and reach out to their children, reach out to them with the gospel. I pray for every study that's going on right now, Father, that every time the Bible's open with someone, Father, that, that, you'll, that you'll work in a powerful way and change another, another life. 
Again, thank you for this morning. And we praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen.